want to get service, selection, and price so low. The record archive is the place to go.
That was the fantastic Taranana from yep. Rochester, New York. Uh, we played them way back. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it was really early on. Yeah. Uh, and we really liked it. Yeah, their demo. Yes. Yep. So Land of Stagnation is the first track off of their upcoming debut LP, Marble Eye. The Marble Eye album will be released on limited edition vinyl and digital via Bandcamp in winter 2020 nice um so alex reached out to us mm-hmm. and provided us um land of stagnation and of course we fell in love with it so yeah great here stuff we are. yeah can't wait to hear the rest absolutely um and i do want to mention that the lyrics to land of stagnation are dedicated to russ and to the memory of terry jones mm. mm-hmm very cool. Yeah. Awesome. I can't wait for that vinyl. Yeah. I'm really excited. That's great. Great stuff. And Very I, nice. I enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks again, Alex. Um, so, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go, go ahead. No, no, just, no, 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 no. Go ahead. I was just going to say episode 81. Yes. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to say we still have a couple more locals yeah. to play. Yeah, we do. So do you want to like hop right into that um i do okay but first but first i have a i ha- this is a this is halloween week it is and i have a little bit of halloween trivia for you okay and i want to start that now and then we can pick it up after oh like throughout the episode well at least the next segment after okay. the two songs all right um do you know What famous magician died on Halloween? Mm, I'm not up to speed on what magicians. You haven't studied your magician <laughs> history? <laughs> uh, Houdini. Uh, oh, he died on Halloween? Yeah. Doing a stunt? I think so. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Wait. Stunt? Trick? Stunt, trick. <laughs> I think, didn't he die from... Uh, Hmm. I'll have to look this up while we're playing the song. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think he died from... I don't think he died doing a stunt. I think he had like appendicitis from something and that and that's how he died. But okay. I got I to gotta verify this. Right. I might be just fucking pulling this out of my ass. Yeah, we'll hit the Google machine. Okay. What was the first American horror film to show a toilet on screen? I have no idea. Or as you would say, a turlet. Toilet. <laughs> you have no idea? Mm-mm. Psycho. Oh, I maybe could have guessed that if mm-hmm. I like really thought about well, it. Well, you should have thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got some songs. Oh, yes. So we have a couple more uh, locals to play from Buffalo. First up, we're going to hear the song Breakaway from The Scarecrow Show. And then we're going to go into The Living Dead with the song Violated.
I got a joke for you. Okay. What kind of cakes do goblins give their ghoul friends on their birthdays? <laughs> Boo cakes. That's right. <laughs> Boo cakey. <laughs> that is amazing. Everyone hates us. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, so. <laughs> I did some research. Okay. While we were listening to our lovely Buffalo bands. You nerd. So history.com has all the deets on Houdini. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Houdini had made a career out of surviving the impossible, which only made the circumstances of his 1926 death all the more mysterious. The 52-year-old performed before a packed house in Detroit on October 24th, but was rushed to the hospital afterwards with an apparent case of appendicitis. Mm-hmm. He died just a week later on Halloween, leaving his legends of admirers bewildered. An obituary in the New York Times expressed shock at the sudden passing of the man who so often had seemed to thousands to be treating the very jaws of death. The strange series of events that led up to Houdini's demise had kicked off several weeks earlier on October 11, 1926. While being shackled into his Chinese water torture cell during a performance in Albany, New York, the conjurer was struck on the leg by a piece of faulty equipment. He hobbled his way through the rest of the show, but was later found to have sustained a fractured left ankle. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So you were right. I don't know how you retained that piece of information. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, But you did. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't like important things. I don't remember. Like my birthday. No, I'm just kidding. When, when's that? <laughs> birthday. Wait, you have a birthday? You have one of those? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that was in there. And I'm not like a, by any means, a magician buff or anything like that. <laughs> don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't expose me. <laughs> Don't bring out my uh, magician kit again next time someone's here. <laughs> <laughs> again. Again. All right, I got, I got some more trivia for you. Okay. What do you think the most commercially successful horror movie of all time was? Halloween. No. This this surprised me. Um. Wait. Um. Poltergeist. Nope. Um, I don't know. It. Seriously? Yeah, that's what it says. I wouldn't have thought that at all. Wait, the original or? I think the original, yeah. Well, the original was like a series, wasn't it? It wasn't no. a movie. Yeah, it was. It was? Yeah. And that was, oh, it was a really long movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my experience of the original It, mm-hmm. I accidentally saw it. They played it on like, I don't know, channel 13 mm-hmm. when I was like nine years old. Mm-hmm. And um, they played it in two parts because the movie was so long. Yeah. And I accidentally watched the first part and I was terrified. Like terrified. Yeah, it bothered you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might have been older than nine though. <laughs> I might have been like 21, <laughs> but I was older than nine, I, I think. What um, 
Did you watch the second part? Um, I think I did eventually, but I don't. Not the next day. No. no. Mm-mm. Okay, I have another trivia question for okay. you. Okay. What one particular serial killer inspired the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Psycho, and Silence of the Lambs? Inspired. These weren't like based on. I guess this is kind of this could be anyone that inspired it. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's really wide open. Who was it? Ed Gein. N- I wouldn't have guessed him. Me neither. I wouldn't know. Maybe for no, maybe for uh, Texas Chainsaw, but not the other two. I wouldn't mm, have said that. Maybe definitely not Psycho. I don't know. No, I don't know. What about Henry? <clears throat> Henry Lucas. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Fucking give Henry some love. <laughs> <laughs> Question. Yo. What was used before pumpkins to make jack o' lanterns? Squash. Mm, that's a good guess. These are kind of funny and pretty lame. <laughs> you want to you want to hear the answer? Well, yeah. Okay. The Irish who started the tradition first used potatoes and turnips for jack o' lanterns before finding that pumpkins were actually much easier to carve. Uh, dude, turnips are so hard. Yeah. Like I have trouble cutting them. Yeah. I can't imagine carving them. I know. Um, in England, they used large beets. <laughs> this sounds like a nightmare. That sounds very messy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Let's get into a couple more tunes. Okie dokie. First up, we're going to hear the mighty bedsore <laughs> from Italy with the song Disembowelment of the Souls. All right, and then we're going to go into a new song by Asylum, Hard Times Ahead.
Very. We are headed to the pocket. Yeah? Yeah. So BuzzFeed has true and truly horrific Halloween horror stories. There's some good ones in here. Um, yeah, they're really messed up. Uh, so one of them is the trick-or-treater who died after being given cyanide-laced candy. Which is horrific in its own sense. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I read the little paragraph that went with it. Mm-hmm. In 1974, eight-year-old Timothy O'Brien died on Halloween evening after eating candy laced with cyanide. But the story has an even more horrific twist. It turned out the candy was poisoned by Timmy's father, Ronald, who was in financial trouble and had taken out insurance policies on his children. That's nice. That's not nice at all. It's <laughs> horrific. Yeah. In addition to Timmy, Ryan O'Brien gave poison candy to four other children, including his daughter Elizabeth. Thankfully, nobody, none of them ate it. O'Brien was executed by lethal injection in 1984, as he should have been. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, people are fucking sick. Yeah. And that's crazy. I can't imagine. Speaking of sick, yeah, this one is a son who decapitated his mother and left her body in the street. What? Oh, yeah. One night in Long Island, just before Halloween 2014, a decapitated body laid in the street five feet away from a severed head. To many passersby, the horrific sight appeared to be a Halloween prank, but the truth was far more disturbing. 35-year-old Derek Ward had used a kitchen knife to kill and decapitate his mother, Patricia. After carrying the head and body out of the apartment, leaving it on the street, Ward went and jumped in front of a train and killed himself. Jeez. These are messed up. Yeah. Um, here's one. In Scream, killers wearing ghost face masks callously murdered the people in their town. Chillingly, on Halloween night 2013, someone wearing the same ghost face mask shot and killed 19-year-old Anthony Seabury before disappearing into the New York night. That's messed up. Yeah. Uh, how, about, how about this one? The uh, man dressed as Freddy Krueger goes to a Halloween party. Okay, can we talk about Freddy Krueger? <laughs> Your favorite? I... What a rush. (laughs) You just gave me goosebumps. (laughs) I was exposed to that show way too young by my older brother. Yeah. We shared a bedroom. So we had like a really small TV in there and he would insist on watching that at night before we went to sleep. Mm -hmm. The worst thing for me to do... To fall asleep to, right? Yeah. I mean, I was little. Yeah. Like, before kindergarten. And I remember this. <laughs> um, And you've made me watch it since. And I know that they are so corny and yeah. ridiculous. But, like, there's still something about it when I see photos of Freddy Krueger that just, like, I don't know. It's still... It, it's still embedded in you? Yes. I was... Yeah. I was terrified in the middle of the night like i would get up in the middle of the night grab my pillow and run down the hall to my mom's room and ask her if i could sleep with her because i was so terrified (laughs) anyways 
so. your true story now yeah. about Freddy Krueger that's yeah. probably going to make me not sleep. No, it's, it's short. I mean, there's probably more to the story, but um, just what's here is uh, there was a Halloween party in San Antonio, Texas, um, and a man uninvited showed up dressed in a Freddy Krueger costume and went into the party and just opened fire on the crowd shooting five people I don't know the re- it doesn't say why or well there's a flaw there because Freddy Krueger didn't shoot people no no he didn't hmm. who do you think do you think Freddy Krueger and Edward Scissorhands would have gotten along no I don't either Who do you think would win, though? I think Freddy. I think so, too. I mean, anyone that lives in a broiler room. Yeah. (laughs) And Edward was clearly lacking in vitamin D. (laughs) (laughs) He was probably weak at the knees. He probably was, yeah. (laughs) He was sickly. Speaking of sickly...
That was Revic. What? You say it Revic. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that was uh we played the full demo because each song is like a minute and fifteen to twenty seconds, roughly. Yeah. So we played all five songs off the demo. Um and that was from the Perpetual Ruination demo from 2003 that was recorded at Edmund's house basement <laughs> by Lon. <laughs> that featured Aaron Nichols on guitar and vocals and Eric Burke on the drum machine cannons. I feel like we should rename Grandma's Pantry like Burke's Cupboard. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. every week. He's, he's in Grandma's Pantry a lot. Yeah. Which is cool. I'm going to have to ask him about that. <laughs> His relationship with grandma. Yeah. Getting a little questionable. <laughs> you better be careful because he has a savage manager. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Grandma might get a beat down. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think of Skrillex? Mm, why? <laughs> Mosquitoes don't like Skrillex. No? No, not female mosquitoes. Interesting. In case you were wondering, and I know you were, <laughs> research suggests that female mosquitoes don't much care for the musical stylings of Skrillex. A study published in March found that the pests suck less blood and have less sex after the song Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites in 10-Minute Spurts spurts <laughs> <laughs> at least compared to mosquitoes left in silence why did the team of insect insect researchers subject the bugs to skrillex in the first place they wondered whether loud music could be used to manipulate mosquito behavior as an environmentally friendly alternative to insecticides <laughs> insecticides so the loud music may have distracted the mosquitoes and preventing prevented them from homing in on nearby food sources and potential mates, the team suggested. I wonder if it's loud music or specifically... Skrillex. <laughs> I think it's Skrillex. Could be. Yeah. I think these were... Uh, these were like true underground <laughs> metal mosquitoes. <laughs> they were like, fuck this shit. <laughs> I want to know who funds... Right. these and i want to know how i could do that for a living yeah i wonder how much the how much the funding was yeah and i wonder like what the method of the study was like what's the what's the backing mm -hmm. like are they just gonna start blaring and why did they pick that song yeah, right <clears throat> and did they compare it to like another yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. They should have compared it to like... I need more info here. Yeah. <laughs> they should have put some like cannibal what, corpse in there. Yeah, or Slayer. Some Slayer. Yeah. Um, They could have thrown some Satyricon, it, some yeah. Dark Throne. Yeah. Some nice black metals. Or maybe Doom Metal is soothing to the female metalhead mosquito. Mm-hmm. And they may mate more. That's like, true. we need more info. We do. This this study is underfunded. <laughs> <laughs> I stand corrected. 
All right. Ready to play our, our next segment of songs? Absolutely. All right. We're kicking it off with Eternal Frost from Russia with the song Cold of the Winter to Come. And then New York's Vision Serpent is going to pack your ear holes with line your coffin.
So, I have a random question. Nothing to do with Halloween. Okay. But I was wondering what your take on this would be. Okay. All right. So, and I just saw this recently, but it's older. Um, but what do, do you remember? Do you remember bum fights? Yes. Okay. So, <clears throat> the creator of bum fights went on Dr. Phil. Okay. And he dressed like Dr. Phil. And even with the ball top of the head and like complete mocking him, which was hilarious. So what was the objective of having him on the Dr. Phil show? Do you know? I'm not sure why he was on there, but um, the creator basically told... All right, so they showed a clip of bump fights. And Dr. Phil is like, oh, I'm so appalled by this. Uh, get out of here. I'm not having you on my show. It's like, you didn't fucking research this before you asked him on the show. Mm, flew yeah. him out there or whatever. Yeah. I call bullshit on that. But that wasn't my point. Um, So he, the creator basically said that him and Dr. Phil are the same in the way that they are both... They exploit. In a sense, exploiting people. Yep. But they're paying them to, to do so. To do something. Yeah. And they're making a living off of that. But they're paying the people. Dr. Phil's paying his guests. Uh, the guy that made bum fights is paying the bums or giving them something to do something. And he's basically saying that they're kind of operating the same way. And. I was wondering what your thoughts on that would be. Oh, man. You know, I have to think on this for a minute because... <clears throat> it is interesting. Yeah, it's not... It's not like cut and dry no. like, well, yeah, this or that. It's not. And it. one of the things it reminded me of... Um, I think it was the first year I went to Death Fest in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> there's quite a few homeless people there. And I remember... Uh, there was a homeless guy asking for money and he he basically told us the truth. He's like, I want a bottle of liquor. That's why I want money. And we were like, cool. Like, your life, you know, we didn't say this, but we're thinking, you know, your life shit. Like, what you do with this money is on up to you. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, you can't buy liquor with this. You can only, you can only buy, buy a hamburger. wholesome sandwich or, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, But I think that's what the the creator of Bum Fights was giving them, like, liquor and shit like that. Or Well, so I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. And I don't necessarily agree with Bum Fights. Like, I right. couldn't watch it. Right. Um, And I didn't watch it. But I also don't watch Dr. Phil, like yeah. almost for the same reason. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's he yeah. really interesting. And I I think it's... It is interesting. Yeah. I think it's interesting that he went on the show dressed as Dr. Phil, making yeah. the point like you, you we're doing the same thing. You should see the clip. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I want to. Um. But yeah, he, I think he brings up a good point. In other news... I went down to get the mail yesterday. Uh -huh. I know it's so interesting, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we got our December 2020 version of Decibel Magazine. Nice. And it's awesome. 
I noticed immediately the entire back cover is filled with our Rochester Friends contrarian. Yeah. Which is so cool to see. Yeah, full page. Full page. Back cover. Um, only time will tell release that will be out November 20th, right? Yeah. I believe, yeah. Um, so as I'm flipping through, I notice um, Rochester's death metal band, Undeath. Mm-hmm. Um talking about their new release of Lesions of a Different Kind, which is an awesome fucking album. It is. Prosthetic Records. Um, and then flipping through, I notice a kick-ass review on Contrarian mm-hmm. um, by Rod Smith, who I don't... His reviews are awesome. He just uses really cool words. <laughs> <laughs> that Rod is a wordsmith. <laughs> <laughs> um... And then I'm flipping through again, and there's a review of Salako's new The Privilege. Nice. Their self-release title, title, EP. Yeah. Um, Awesome. Yeah, so it's just awesome to see, like, Rochester, like, sprinkled throughout Dustbowl Magazine. Yeah. Doing great stuff here. As it should be. Absolutely. Rochester has a lot to offer. Yeah. Especially for how small we are. I mean... Yeah, we've I, been through that before. I agree. All right, you want to wrap this shit up? I do, but I have a sidetrack. Okay. A sidetrack question that I want to ask you. Okay. All right, so you know how there's so many, so many band logos that you cannot read? Yes. And there's there's an artistic quality to them. Absolutely. Right? They, look, they look like artwork, a lot of them, but... Well, they are artwork it's the band's logo and for marketing yourself when the customer can't read what it is Mm -hmm. that's that's a fail right yeah i am going to propose an embedded qr code in all of these illegible logos (laughs) you mean the artwork logos exactly (laughs) the ones you can't read but you're like who is that i want to know as a consumer of the metals, I want to know what this is. They need an embedded QR code so that that's a great point from like a from like a fan perspective though mm-hmm. like if you have a really cool logo that's uh-huh. hard to read, yeah make it easy for people to know yeah. who you are yeah I think it, it kind of goes along with the underground metal thing isn't necessarily supposed to be easily digestible. It has to, it's not supposed to be easy. Yeah. It's supposed to be artistic, right? Yeah. But, I mean, some of the band, some of it is easy, but I think you have to work for it a little bit, but. Which I appreciate. Yeah. But on the other hand, I would like, if you could like embed a QR code in there that's like hidden and there, you know, someone's like in this day of technology. Just like scan your phone over it. Over it and you're going to go and. You're going to get all the information you want. Yeah. I'm going to patent that. I love to <laughs> challenge myself with like album covers, trying to read like who they are yeah. before like. Yeah. Some, some of it is like you just can't. Yeah. But it's like a fun puzzle. It is. Yeah. I appreciate it. Like, oh, I can make out an L. Mm-hmm. What's next to his N-E? All right. Anyways. All right. Let's uh, kick it off with Ritual of Flesh from Chile. 
with the song Zombie Armageddon. All right. And then we have a little song of foreshadowing here that will be explained in our next episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to hear Scordatura. Good job. Is that how you say it? I think so, yeah. Scordatura? Yeah. From Scotland with the song Mass Failure. Till next time, stay safe, stay healthy, don't be an asshole, and don't exploit.